Welcome to the Let's Talk Energy podcast from EnergyNet. This series was recorded at the Africa Energy Forum 2023 in Nairobi, Kenya. Join us for this and other episodes as we talk to the industry players, stakeholders, and rising stars of Africa's energy sector. We have been having incredible conversations with different people, different brilliant minds from the energy sectors. And this is yet another conversation that is good and brilliant. And we are really excited to be talking to a young lady that's doing amazing work for refugees. Her work is incredible. And I really cannot wait to hear her journey, her story. Um, and I cannot wait for her to share with you what she has done so far. So, Deline, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Please do introduce yourself. Um, tell us what you do uh, before we get into the questions. Okay, um, mm-hmm. my name is Delaine Ramiro. Mm-hmm. I'm 24 years old. Um, I lead an organization that um, works with refugees, um, all refugees in Kakuma Refugee Camp, that is in Turkana, Kenya. And um, the organization focuses on digital education for the youth and members of the community. So we implement digital projects and education in the community. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we also do um, green education for members of the community. Mm, yeah, Fantastic. Thank you. Um, today is World Refugees Day, right? Yes. So this is such a perfect day to record this, uh, <laughs> talking about what you're doing for the refugees. Um, let's talk about how you got here, because, okay. I mean... There is a backstory to what you do right now. Mm-hmm. How did you get here? Who was Deline, first of all, before the work she's doing right now? And how has that led you to what you're doing right now? Okay. Um, before Deline got here, uh, Deline was a journalist, journalism student mm-hmm. at the University of Masinde Mulero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and technology. Okay. So um, I believe I can say my journey started way before I started campus because um, number one I'm a refugee myself oh you are yes a Rwandese okay. refugee living here in Kenya for the last 20 years plus mm. yeah so um, we first my parents first came in into the country because of the war that happened in in Rwanda yeah and I was bored of course yeah. um, first we were urban refugees so we were living in Eldoret. Okay. And then when the post-election violence stuck in Kenya, we had to move to the camp. That was in 2007. So studying in the camp, I've studied in the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to finish my high school. I got a scholarship to go study in the university. But then in the middle, um, I went back after finishing school. I've been uh, a teacher, so I was teaching yeah. at a primary school where I used to 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 study. Mm-hmm. I was teaching English. Then in between um, school holidays, you know, the long school holidays, I would come in the camp, do something, um, just to keep myself busy. Um, and then when I finished now campus, I was like, so what am I going to do? Uh, of course, I applied work like all the other young people gone for interviews but then it wasn't really enough for me Mm -hmm. i felt like i need to go back and do more work in the camp because i've been assisted to be where i am today so i joined um an organization so 
while I was leaving to go to uni, I had a friend of mine who was thinking of founding an organization that helps refugees. So when I left, um, the idea was still, you know, at a small stage. But yeah. then when I came back to the camp, um, he had an organization and um, they were looking for uh, an operations manager. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm done with school. Why don't I just come and see what I can do? Yeah. So it first started off as teaching digital skills to young women um, would balance both the training parts mm-hmm. and of course the management part of the of the hub okay so with it i got to to learn engaging with the women teaching them like basic computer skills yeah and then we have computer programming for anyone who's interested and then of course we have now the digital part which focuses more on online work for the young women and mothers so basically i just run a digital hub yeah yeah in the camp okay yeah. So from Rwanda yes. to Eldoret back to Kakuma. That's that's a journey. That's that's mm. a big story yeah. out there. And I, I I love that you went back to Kakuma to teach people about digital skills, which is, we're going to talk about that um in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But how has that been? Because uh, I can imagine from Rwanda that was conflict that got you out of Rwanda. Yes. To Eldoret, conflict got you out of Eldoret. How how has that impacted your 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 view as a young person? For me it's it's not been easy. Mm. Um there are times it gets very emotional. Yeah. Um you ask yourself so many reasons um, why has this happened to me but I've come to realize that everyone has their own path and you don't give up like yeah. I've not gone through all that just to come and give up right now and seeing the need you know when I was teaching in, in primary I could see the people who wanted to become like me and I was just a teacher I hadn't yeah. gone to any you know, universe teaching school mm-hmm. to become a teacher. I was mm. just using my knowledge. So that inspires me to do better. Or, and specifically now in the digital aspect where refugees don't really have a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to you, your, your journey is a journey of resilience and strength. And look at you. Look at where you are right now. I mean, she was awarded today morning by the president. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. So let's talk about the digital skills that you are teaching refugees. Could you expound more on that? Um, what exactly are these digital skills that you're teaching these refugees? Why is it important to teach them these digital skills? Okay. Yeah. So I'll start off with the basics. Yeah. Um, we do basic computer because... We have so many refugees coming from different countries mm-hmm. and some of them do not know how to use a computer. Mm-hmm. Like you can go to a normal school, a national school in Kenya and ask uh, a young student maybe in Form 1 to like type um, in Word and yeah. they're able to do it. Mm-hmm. But then you'll find um, a grown-up man does not know a mouse, a keyboard. And this is something that is evolving. Okay, yes. So we start off first with the basic computer skills. Um, which takes a period of six months, mm-hmm. depending on the package that you ta- you choose. And then from there, you're given an, a certificate. Um, 
once you've gone through the whole course. Yeah. And then if you would like, we have also computer programming, which we work with um, another organization to just support us um, with that. Of course, computer programming, not everyone, you know, it's it's hard. It's, it is. It's, it is very hard. So we have few students and mm-hmm. most of them are usually men. And once they get that skill, like, mm-hmm. they feel like they can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, we then have the digital skills. It's called digital marketing, but majorly I just call it online work. Uh-huh. So we, we implement a, a program called the LEAP program. It only targets women and girls who've dropped out of school mm-hmm. or have not been able to advance. Mm-hmm. And it focuses on teaching them the basic uh, digital skills. So we're talking about content creation using Canva. We're talking about data entry. Yes. We're talking about um, transcription with the use of um, a tool that helps them to just transcribe without having a lot of English knowledge. Okay. So basic things. Um, of course, there's also a refresher course on computer um, that we take them through. And then um, in the end, once they they're they're done with with learning the basics, we have a platform. It's called Remotask. I'm sure many of the youth who are into the online gigs know what I'm talking about, Remotask. Yeah. Mm. So in Remotask, they're able to like get different trainings mm-hmm. and bid for work. And then they get um, they get work. Okay. So what they do is they, they annotate data for the AI. Because we all know there's a lot of AI right now yes. in the... In the digital world. Mm. So what they do is, if this, for example, is a pen, um, there's a specific section. Uh-huh. It says you to annotate the color. Mm-hmm. You know, is it big? Simple things that they can relate to. Of course, when they're starting out, it's hard. It is. But the moment they make even 50 shillings or 1,000 shillings, yeah. they're very happy. Mm. And it, it really changes... Um, their lives so it takes of course consistency from them to keep on coming and of course um not wanting to give up but the moment they they add they always want to come back and do more so that is a specific um component that focuses on on women and of course we try to create livelihoods you can't just give someone a skill and leave them there yes like you have to make sure that you've given them enough skills so that they can be able to do their own things. Mm-hmm. They can open cyber cafes. They can go and be um, ICT teachers in the primary schools. So it's that's how um, we work. I mean, you're doing amazing. Thank you. That work is brilliant. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're not just giving them skills for nothing. They're able to go out there and use those skills to build their lives and so then they'll have a resource they'll have something to feed on right thank you so much for sharing that okay um you're a superwoman yourself and you're keen to supporting women Mm -hmm. you've talked about women and giving them skills and i just want to hear why why is that passion towards women okay why women um Mm. Of course, I'm a woman. Yeah, a super yeah, woman. A young one. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I was given support to get yes. where I am. If mm-hmm. I didn't have a good foundation, if I didn't have people believing in me, people paying my school fees, the small things, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I look at a young a young girl in the refugee camp yeah. um, who has there are a lot of challenges in the camp. 
and how can they be able to just do something small that they will be able to benefit even if maybe they're not earning but a skill that will will take them to another job for example um we've had beneficiaries that have gone through the program and have benefited in getting employment elsewhere not in the digital aspect and it makes me happy mm. because um I'm able to change that person's life and women really face a lot of challenges in the camp yeah. we have early pregnancies we have forced marriages and then we have you know um financial problems you find in a family they call them size 4 or mm-hmm. depending on how many you are in the family you're co- you're called as per size mm. so let's say like you come from a family of size 6 and you're the only girl you have to take care of the the family mm-hmm. at the same time you have to to learn the education system is it's not the best mm. but um you you want to maneuver between those things and then there are, you know there's no money at home there's no money to buy sanitary pads there's no money to get yourself the latest clothes yeah. you know so they really face a lot of challenges and that's why the focus is more on women on women i can imagine the yeah. challenges in the camp challenges you have faced as a young lady having yeah. grown up in the camp So yeah, great job supporting women and giving them digital skills. So, I want us to talk about the camp a little bit more. Um I know you're giving them digital skills for them to uh you know have some sort of livelihood, mm-hmm. but are there any other jobs in the camp or how exactly do people sustain themselves? Um women, okay, you know, how exactly do they sustain themselves apart from what you're doing? Okay, so in the camp, um in the in the this 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 might create a lot of controversy but oh, okay uh when you live in the refugee camp there's a certain limit of money you can earn uh-huh okay, okay. we have different um organizations mm-hmm. that work with refugees but um let me just say it's res- it's restricting mm-hmm. the amount of money they can earn because of course you know we have policies they're governed yes. by so many things so You can find someone maybe has a job as an interpreter at the UNHCR. They get that to sustain their family. Others have local businesses, you know, others have salons. Um so majorly if the the agencies they offer employment, at the same time there's also self-employment. Yes. And also um we've had uh changes in 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 the refugee context where there's the the new refugee act 2021 mm-hmm. yes. which of course is still in paper right now but maybe i'm hopeful that in the next 5 years things are going to change in that in that policy because it talks about refugees not being limited to just staying in the camp but moving you know living in other areas and integrating with the with the hosts so with the kenyans such that um they're just able to live like normal yeah. people mm. so those are just um like future future aspirations that we hope to see. Yeah, so that's the only labor that's there. And of course, um people who are able to now work online, you know. Online yeah. work is not restricting. Yeah. If isn't. you have power and internet and mm. you have the time, you can work and work and work. But then those other forms are are restricting, you know. Mm. And then we have of course the issues of documentation. Um like for me to come and work maybe in a in um outside of the camp i need to have a specific work permit for me to to work um which of course 
they're just small changes that are going by so that mm-hmm. these things can be can be done yeah okay okay that's that's interesting and amazing mm-hmm. to learn i don't know if you've heard of i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing his name well i think he's and N- Nial Nial Deng. Oh, sorry. Oh, Nial. Yes. 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 And and he's done amazing work, like you are. You're doing right now. Yes. Um, such brilliant voices rising to speak about the rights of refugees, the needs of refugees. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. Two things you mentioned: um, energy and power. We are at the Youth Energy Summit. And I just want you to briefly talk about how energy and power has affected your work at the refugee camp. Because okay. I believe it's, you know, you know, the previous speaker talked about energy poverty. Yeah. How um, low and middle income countries are suffering from energy poverty. So I want you to talk about that. How has it impacted your work at the camp? Would you like to see it better? Is it better? Is it bad? Yeah, just go ahead. Okay, um, I can start off, maybe when the first time we got into the camp, the electricity that was being used was generated by generators. Uh-huh. That was back in 22, uh, sorry, 207. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now um, the hub that we run is run on solar energy, like mm. clean solar energy. So we are oh, basically good. off the grid. Yeah, and I can say energy has come in to do more. And it can still do more in the camp yeah. because most homes now are now leaving generator um, energy and getting their own solars, you know, in the house just for household. We have businesses that have invested in solar and are using solar energy. Um, organizations are now investing in having um their offices equipped with solar because it's very efficient. Yes. And for me, I can even say... Um, at the hub, yes, we have solar energy. Mm-hmm. At the same time, at our home, we also use solar energy. Oh, amazing. So it's it's um it's good and it's it's coming to change because I'm thinking of people having solar cha- uh, charging pods to just yes. charge their phone rather than going to pay money to have their phones charged. Oh, so they do go to pay money yes, to have their phones charged. Their so phones there's no charged. electricity. Like there, the electricity is there, but it's only limited to specific areas. areas. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's not really fully into the refugee camps. Mm. And maybe one of my takeaway would be, um, we have so many investors here yes. and it would be an area willing to just um, digest into and also in terms of knowledge and expertise. Um, of course, we've had different um, organizations trying to have TVET classes on solar and maintenance, Mm -hmm. you know, just to have some skills going around. So it would be very nice to have such more focused in the refugee camp because there's a lot of, there are a lot of creativity and innovative people and they have many ideas. Yes. They just lack how to better formulate them and where to address them so that they can get, um, the assistance that they need. Yeah, and, and that speaks to the importance of having energy and not just any other energy, renewable energy. You guys are using solar. Yeah. That's impressive. That's where we want to be, mm-hmm. to move away from electricity that's, you know, powered this other way, by, mm-hmm. but move to, to solar. So, um, great work. Thank you. Uh, keep, keep doing the great work that you're doing. Okay. You are a young leader. Yes. A beautiful young leader. 
taking over. I mean, the work you have done is fantastic. And I think, you know, the very first guest that we had, I had in the morning, I kept saying, I'm going to blow my own trumpet because no one will blow it for me. For you. So you need to blow your own trumpet. Yeah. And I just want to talk about your leadership and a bit of young people and leadership. What are your views as regards to as regards young people and leadership? Should young people hold positions of leadership and what has your experience been as a young person in a leadership position? Definitely yes, young people should go for the leadership positions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um because they have so much to offer. They do. And you know, we are creative people. We are mm-hmm. always having innovations. We have a lot of energy within us. So leading our specific people is first of all it's an experience it's a learning experience it is and then of course it's an opportunity for you to grow mm. as a person and also to just hear what other leaders also talk about because you can't be a leader and expect you know to meet other leaders without you being a leader yes are you are you getting mm. so it's it's really for me it's um I've been learning a lot I didn't know that one day I'm going to wake up and be a leader. It's it's took process and hard work. And of course there those days I'm like, "Oh, I'm tired. I'm you know, I want to give up, but I remember what I'm doing because if I give up, it's not going to only affect me. It's going to affect the beneficiaries, the people, people we serve. Yes. It's going to affect a lot of people. Mm. So I just think about them because if I know if I continue, yeah, then I wouldn't also have to leave them behind. So it's a good it's a good way to just give back to the community and mm-hmm. yeah so you can if anyone has an opportunity to be a leader um please take it i would just advise people to be good leaders don't let the power get into your head mm. and um always be humble and listen to everyone regardless of what they want to say um because sometimes i've been at conferences and we have people talking a lot yeah. and you know you, your patience can really um be very small so it really requires you to be very patient and have an open mind and always encourage people to just even if maybe what they're saying is not correct but encourage them to okay. just speak out mm. so yeah and uh, my experience as a young leader a female young leader yes in the refugee camp um it's had its ups and downs of mm. course there are rooms that I've walked in and people are like is this young person telling me like <laughs> what does she think she is and then you know we 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 live or we deal with different communities so mm-hmm. i'm talking about different people from east africa and then we have communities that um the woman is not supposed to lead yes yeah i would not specify but there are communities so mm. when you're addressing these people because we do a lot of community outreaches um you can get any negative comment Mm-hmm. and you wouldn't try to show it or you just take it as it is because there's nothing you can do and just continue being persistent because the community perspectives can change towards women who are in leadership mm-hmm. and so it's it's really been a learning experience of course i have um men who i lead who are older than me yeah and sometimes we brush shoulders mm how is that how, um, how do you manage you just you just take a breather mm. and then remember what the objectives are and what yeah. you're supposed to do you need to work together then you go back you talk about it if you're having problems and just share each other out 
you know, expressing yourself, and then you solve it. It's it's just normal to brush um, each other's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dalian. Thank you. Um, you know what I think? Yes. I think you should write a book. I should write a book. I think you should write a book. <laughs> okay. Because I think the fact that you have moved from you have a journey from Rwanda to Eldoret to Kakuma. You went back to Kakuma to teach. You went back to Kakuma to give back. And now you're sharing your leadership journey as a young leader. I think you should write a book. I'd buy it. Well, <laughs> I am a Many journalist. Would buy, so yeah, you should write a book. I you will have, write a book. Mm, you have such, such a story that I think should be heard by a lot of people. So I'm going to ask you two more questions. Okay. Mm, one, what keeps you going? Okay. And two... If there's one thing you'd change in the camp, if there's anybody, an investor, somebody is going to be listening to us today, okay. if there's one thing you'd change in the, in, the, in the camp, what would you want them to hear? Change. Yeah. Okay, what keeps me going? Um, number one is my family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they're like my biggest motivators in this life. And... Doing better will make them make them proud. Yeah. Um, giving them a better life will make them happy. So that's my number one um, drive. And then the other thing is when I when I see something that I have done, the good it's giving out. For example, um, I was a teacher. So you, someone can try and calculate, okay, you are a teacher at what age? I was very young at mm. that time. I think I was around 18, 19. Really? Um, yeah. So um, I had students who were older than me because, you know, in the camp we have people who go to learn uh, when they're older, others yeah. are younger. So I meet one of my former students um, at a hotel. Mm-hmm. She's a waiter. And she's like, hi, Madam Deline, it's good to see you. And I'm like, wow, it's good to see you too. What are you doing? I'm a waiter. You know, okay, so how is it? It's good. I'm, at least I'm making something. Yeah. You know, she finished school. Mm-hmm. She didn't drop out. You know, that's very, very good. Yeah, and she's, good. she's working. Mm. And then I find another one. She's going to go abroad for her studies. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I'm, I'm here. I'm like, okay, so when are you going? And, mm. you know, those are the positive things that really keep me going. And I'm always very happy when mm. I see um, the lives that I've touched do great things. And I believe it's it's a cycle when you do when you help one person, the other person helps the other person. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Back to the other question. Yes. The mm-hmm. change I would like to see. Um, for me, opportunities for the refugees. Opportunities. Yes, because. Okay. Um, Number one, not many people understand the refugee context. Yeah, I'm sure the people who are gonna hear this for the first time today on this on this podcast, they'll be like, "Oh, okay, it's not their fault, but they didn't know." So, if we could have more opportunities for refugees in in different areas, in different um, according to different skill sets, it would it would really help a lot of people. Because I I feel like there's just a lot of skills waiting to be tapped into yeah. in, in, the, in that area and i would really ask anyone when when someone tells you they're a refugee it doesn't mean that's the end of the world because mm. most of the time you tell someone you're a refugee they they look at you in a specific yeah uh, mm. specific angle they think um 
you know you have a lot of problems maybe you're not well dressed you're not well educated you know you live in tents um so it's always good to just um stop the stereotyping and um be ready to just listen to them and see how you can help them so if someone is listening and could be able to give me an opportunity or give my organization opportunity or mm-hmm. give any refugee they come across an opportunity to be really good okay guys you you had her um one we need to stop stereotyping the the refugees yes. i think you guys have great potential i mean some of you guys are smarter than even us <laughs> that's not true yeah. no, it's true it's true. i mean the, the work that you guys do i've i've listened and i've seen some stories um that have come out of the refugee camp and some of these these guys are brilliant it's just that they are not given the opportunities that um they deserve so i think yes that's an important point opportunities are key they are important you have yeah. potential and you need to be seen as the the amazing and brilliant minds that you are yeah and yeah. also maybe just to add on i know this is maybe a bit of law related or okay. politically related okay. but um we have certain policies that make um living as a refugee maybe yes. in Kenya a very mm-hmm. difficult so if they could be removed or lessened in a way for example i can say refugees in Uganda have yeah. more liberty than refugees in, in Kenya. Kenya yeah mm. so and they have they have more opportunities and they have many organizations that are helping people yeah so if the same could also be seen here in Kenya yeah why not yeah i i agree with you i think that should change uh, yeah. there are so many roadblocks in terms of policy and in terms of the law that are present and they're really really stopping a lot of refugees from becoming their best selves and and just accessing what they need to access yeah So yeah, we need to work on that. We need to work yes, on that. Yes, we need to. <laughs> This has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you. And I'm really honest, it has been a good one. I have loved your journey. I have loved that you are resilient. I've loved the fact that you have risen up as a young leader despite the challenges that you may have faced as a refugee. And yes. you are inspiring thousands of people. Thousands that would watch today. Mm-hmm. and thousands that may not watch but they have known and have seen your work so keep up the good work thank you very much yeah any word of advice how can people reach you um okay um i'm delin ramiro on almost all social media platforms mm-hmm. if there are investors out there that would want to reach out to delin uh if there are people that would want to contribute to the work that she is doing at the refugee camp this this is the time to reach out to them guys i hope you reach out to her i mean you've heard from her how brilliant and amazing um she is and the work that she's doing at the camp thank you so much thank you thank Grace. you thank um, you for having me you are welcome and of course i'd really like to thank the sponsors of the event yeah um for ensuring that i'm here and everyone that's um really played a role in ensuring that we're all here so thank you everyone and i look forward to seeing you all again very soon and thank you grace you're welcome yeah. you're welcome thank you guys thank you for staying with us through the show and we shall see you in the next episode thank you. this series was recorded at the africa energy forum 2023 in nairobi kenya 
Join us for this and other episodes as we talk to the industry players, stakeholders and rising stars of Africa's energy sector.